the latest hits and the greatest memories on, 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 on live 105.5 mobi Do you feel your relationship is at a slump? Or maybe you just want to build a successful relationship? Well, join us on Season 3 of The Business of Love with Dr. Seth Francois and me, his amazing co-host, Angela Jackson, Life Coaching Counselor, as we help you explore the business of love here on Live 105.5 Mobile Radio. Welcome to the Business of Love with Dr. Seth Francois and me, your co-host, Angela Jackson. We are live on 105.5 Mobile Radio, and I am extremely excited to be here again with the Business of Love. So what are we talking about today, Dr. Seth Francois? We are talking about communication deadlocks. What is communication deadlock? It's when two people get to a point in communication where it's like the city of Babel that they don't understand each other. Or they get to a place where there's where the conversation is not moving them forward. Hmm. And when I first heard this term, I was like, is that a business term? Well, it, it's kind of like gridlock, business gridlock. Okay. Yeah, but it's like a, it's a deadlock. Okay, so, huh, I, I think I've been there. <laughs> oh, have, have <laughs> we all? I think, I think that might be why my first marriage ended. Well, tell, tell, tell us a little bit. I'm sure the audience would like to hear yeah, some of this that they can learn. Okay. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> no, um, well, I do know that we were really uh, very close, very much in love, but we ran into a situation that was challenging, um, and that was after his mother passed away. And we just had two different ways of seeing what was best for our family and we just couldn't get past our views you know and so we weren't able to communicate we weren't able to communicate at all it just broke everything down well Angela you know community when you have a significant event in your life it it, it has an impact on how you see things right uh, you know, some people that may go out and walk at night, late at night, and then one night they get attacked, and then the next night they have a whole different view on walking at night. That's true. You know, the awareness. You have a, 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 a broader scope of awareness when uh, things happen to you. And, uh, yeah, so that event with his, his father, I mean, his mom passing may have had a impact on your communication yeah and even though it was like three years after it was like a delayed type thing his response to it um i couldn't hear him i i you know hindsight is 2020 they say i really couldn't hear him and 
I didn't understand his needs. And it wasn't because the love wasn't there. It was because just the lack of wisdom and how to handle it, you know, and I couldn't hear. That's why the communication deadlock thing to me is pretty big. It's like this can be a challenge for a lot of relationships. You know, we have a lot of divorce, a high rate of divorce in this country. And I think that shows like this are really important because we might be able to help some people get over, you know, a hurdle in their marriage. So, you know, I'm super excited to hear where this show goes. So, what you know now, opposed to what you knew then, mm-hmm. um, what would you change? I would have, I would have tried to really understand where he was coming from, rather than feeling like. His, you know, leaving to be in his mother's hometown and where we grew up, um, feeling like it was hurting our family. I think I would have tried to understand the reason that he felt he needed to be there. Because it wasn't that we, we're still good friends. It wasn't that we didn't love each other. That wasn't the problem. I couldn't understand where he was coming from. And he just wasn't in a place where he could consider what my needs were or the child's needs. And that's the beginning of the the uh, the communication deadlock. Right. It's when a person fails to communicate, or the party that's receiving the information does not uh, process that information, and uh, and that's really a foundational thing is how we grow up. Like we were talking before the show, some uh, families, they yell a lot and they, they're they very expressive. Then you have other individuals who grow up in families where it's very quiet and very mild. And then you put these two people together, there's going to be a different foundation of communication. Right. And so you have to understand that your way is not the only way. And I mean, that's for most of us. Mm-hmm. And learn that there's uh, that there could be gaps in, in understanding. And so understanding that there's gaps, then you can figure out a solution to fill those gaps so that you can have better communication. Exactly. So, so true. So with this communication deadlock, understanding a little bit more about what it is, um, how, how can we overcome communication deadlock? Like, how do you even get... Well, let, let's just say you have those two people that are arguing, right? And they have two different styles of communication, right? Um, based on, like you said, from how they were raised. How do you even get to this point where you're able to recognize that you just need to maybe be a little more still and hear where the other person comes. I mean, how do you get past the communication deadline? The first thing you have to understand right now, I mean, I'm just talking about everyone that's in the audience, just understand that your style of communication 
more than likely is going to be different than someone else's. Right. Once you understand that, and 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 just because um, you feel like uh, you want to be communicated a certain way, that doesn't necessarily mean that that's the way another person is going to communicate with you. And that's where people need to let down their egos. Mm. You have to understand the end game. Right. What is the end game? If you want to be married, is doing, having great communication, looking at your finances, doing, uh, uh, setting a, a plan, a business plan for your relationship. All those things are so important. See, people don't even, you know, they, when you look at and we say stuff like a business plan for your relationship, mm-hmm. what the heck is that? Or, or uh, a contract. Right. A relationship contract. Why would we need to do that? Well, this is the exact reason these are the why. Reasons why. That's why businesses do these things. Right. To, to because a business relationship, after all, is a relationship. Right. And each party understands what they're gaining pretty clearly in a business relationship. Sometimes those lines get those lines get skewed when we're in personal and intimate relationships. We stop to really see how we're benefiting. You know what I mean? Um, and how we're benefiting each other. Sometimes it doesn't, it's not so clear. And so if you have a contract, then it it's always clear. You already sat down and you've set out, you know, what was important to the relationship and making sure it's healthy. And so it's just so important to understand the business of love. And I, I agree, the business of love is we have to, if it's our intent to love people, it it's our responsibility to try to communicate with that person in a way that they understand, you know, that love exists. And on that note, we'll be back. We have to take a commercial break. Who plays the best music? We do. We are live 105.5 Mobile Radio 24365. One big party. Welcome back to the Business of Love on Live 105.5 Mobile Radio. You are here with Dr. Seth Francois and me, Angela Jackson, life coach and counselor. All right, so... Communication deadlock. That's what we're talking about, right? Oh, I'm telling you, and and if and just vision being on the freeway, and you get into a gridlock. Oh, that's a perfect example yes, of a is. deadlock. And the frustration and the rage that comes from that, right? Oh, absolutely. Ooh, that's a whole another part. Okay, so I was. Sharing with you, Dr. Seth, when you introduced this topic for us to talk about, um, the article that I had found on Psychology Today, you guys know we like Psychology Today, Um, and the article actually says, are we talking the same language? How communication styles can affect relationships? And um, the, the writer is Sherry Forge Carter, who's a 
has her doctorate in psychology. I like this article, and I like how she talks about these two different styles. Um, and she says something that uh, I think it's important that, that we all need to hear. But I'm going to mention the styles first, and I'll go back to that. Um, so the two different competitive styles, I guess, which is the first one is competitive versus affiliative, right? So the, the one person could have an, a competitive style versus an affiliative, affiliative style. So, of course, the competitive is you're, you say something, you say tomato, I say tomato, or, you know, you say black, I say white, right? It's that level of comp competition. It could be, could, it could be could argumentative. Be, yeah, definitely argumentative. Or um, affiliative is kind of like, you know, a little more kumbaya, collective, bring everybody Collaboration. together. Co collaborative yeah, speaking. Exactly. And so that's, that's one. Um, and of course, these are extremes, right? Because we'll talk about that in a little bit. I don't want to talk too much about that yet. And then the other one she mentions is the direct versus indirect. And, um, but what I liked what she said was that there's really not a right or a wrong with one way or the other. And what I was going to mention too is that we're, and we talked about, we're not always on extremes. A lot of times we're somewhere on the continuum, right? Somewhere in between with these, uh, styles of communication. But, um, the reality is, is that, you know, there, there are reasons why we communicate the way we communicate. And sometimes it's necessary to be more direct or more indirect. And it just depends. So it's important that we understand, like you said earlier, we don't all communicate the same way. Um, another thing we talked about, and I just want to get this out here, we talked about how sometimes we think we're saying one thing, but the person that you're communicating with receives it differently. And so you think, okay, I said it. Like that person received it exactly as you meant it. When that person has it, their own perspective. Foundation. Right? Their own way of um, dissecting what you said. <laughs> you know, and it could be not just the words that came out. It could be the how, the volume, the tone, you know, all these other things that they're reading into your communication than, than just your words. Well, you know, the ears are the receptors and the brain is the processor. And so you can say the same thing to 20 people and you'll have different opinions. I mean, just take a look at what's going on right now with this impeachment trial. Hmm. I mean, how can you have... Republicans feeling one way about something and the Democrats feeling a totally different way on a partisan scale. So, right, right, because and that, interest, that interest, <laughs> right? And, right. And you said something very important because most people want to do things in their best interest, right. But I guess as you grow into a relationship, you understand that if you're only thinking about your best interests, it may not be healthy for your best interest. Right. As far as being in a relationship, right? Right. 
And so you want to make sure that, that there's a fine line. Now, the other thing is, is when we say communication, communication, I mean, don't get caught up in the words because words only um, are 7% uh, of communication. Do you know the biggest part of communication? I would think that the way it's said would be a big part. You know, your body language. Body language mm -hmm. is 55% of communication. And so if you tell someone you love them, but if you don't connect with them physically right, or with, uh, you know, you can say that, oh, I'm paying attention, but your back is turned. Right. Uh, or you on the phone and you're saying, oh, I'll get to it. And and you're, you're really, just by the way you're acting, it's just showing that you're not connected. Right. And so we have to do that. And then, of course, 38% is tonality is how right. you say it. So, right. so, I mean, if you work on, if you really want to have great communication, body language, and tonality would be, the two don't get caught up in the words because words have to be processed by your brain, and if your brain has been harmed or damaged, like a computer drive, mm -hmm. you're going to have glitches right. in in understanding. So, I know that in my field of work, I've done a lot of work with communication, um, not just in how I communicate with my clients or students, but also in working on making sure that I'm communicating effectively, right? Mm -hmm. You want to effectively communicate. And so to do that, one, I like, like you said, you always have to be aware of the end goal. Like, where do I want to go? You know, where do I want this relationship to go? Or let's just say, we have an issue with um, wanting to move closer to work because it makes more sense. You know, if that's the end goal because it's actually better, but there's a reason why <coughs> one partner may not be able to see it, then I'm not going to uh, demand that we move. I'm going to help my partner get to to the point where they see like I see you know if it can happen you know what I mean like there's so many ways of saying like being direct may not be good for this type of situation and being indirect may not be and either. being indirect right is a problem too so right. in between there like we talked about that like continuum there's a way that'll be good for both you know like maybe I need to make the suggestion especially for me as a woman, I've learned that that's helpful with a man, especially an alpha male who, you know, they, they take on that headship thing pretty much. And if I'm always trying to make it happen and um, pushing my way, it may not work. But if I say, you know, hey, honey, what do you think about, you know, this, you know, and you might open the door and then, you know, maybe later I can provide some information that makes it make sense for moving, you know, closer, I, I, that would probably help me get I, there faster. I understand that. I, I you know, when I was uh, married, uh, the general thing that I would do 
is when I felt that there was something that was out of range. Mm -hmm. I would normally just say, um, well, if you can show me how this can work, right, then I can, I'll, I'll think about it. Right. So you, you know, see we that. Can, right. So you see that. And that, and that, especially in a relationship where you are dealing with um, an alpha male, you know, who really sees that this is my role to protect my family, to make provide and all these things, right? You're going to have to show the how and make it make sense, you know, because just because you want to move and it's an emotional thing for you, it's not going to get that person there most of the time. But, you know, you know, the problem, you, you said something, it's about alpha, you know, the, the alpha, alpha male, male. Mm -hmm. and... And this is a show on, on, oh, on all to itself because a lot of guys, when they get into a relationship and they're an alpha male, mm -hmm. then they fall in love. Then they want to start providing for their their partner. And then they want to, you know, uh, you know, that they're more in tune with their partner. And then the woman may look at the guy starts perceiving the male as a beta man. And guess what she'll do? She'll go out and find an alpha. And so, that's and so, show. yeah, that's a whole different show. But I'm just saying, just, just, you know, understand that if you're an alpha, be an alpha. And, um, and, but be a, you know, it, because you're an alpha, that doesn't mean that you're rude or, or you know, unable to talk to. But it, 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 you know, you have to maintain it because that that'll set you know if you become a beta, it'll set you on a whirlwind. Yeah, that's that's one of those uh, working on yourself uh, type topics. But that'll be good when we get into our show for men and show for women that we're gonna do this season so i'm excited right. about that oh absolutely uh so well, yeah communication know your style um know what's effective in your relationship because every relationship is different and know your partner style and know your partner and, style. and, and the reason why if a partner has a certain style and then their style changes. Now they're blaming you for stuff or they're on you or, you know, where you've been and all this other stuff. That just means that a lot of people who are guilty of something usually project out to the other to the other person. Well, all right. We're at that time again, aren't we? Yeah, we have to take a commercial break. We'll be right back. Who plays the best music? We do. We are live 105.5 Mobile Radio 24-365. One big party. All right. Welcome back to the Business of Love with Dr. Seth Francois and me, your co-host, Angela Jackson. We are having a good conversation here about communication deadlock. And we're at the point where it's time to really discuss solutions. And so um, I was talking to you, Dr. Seth. I had found these tips for better communication. 
on loveisrespect.org, like that, like that. And we're just going to start with these, and then we'll go on to some of Dr. Seth's own uh, list. So um, tips, find the right time. Well, that's pretty big, right? We don't want to hit somebody right at the door right after they get off work. We don't even know what they've been going through, right? Or if they're upset. Or if they're upset. Wanna, yeah, because yeah. it's just because it's been on our heart and it's so heavy. Right. Right. Uh, guilty. Definitely guilty of that sometimes. Um, talk face-to-face. So <laughs> on social media or texting may not be a good idea. Yeah, you lose the tonality when you text. Definitely. Uh, and, and the body language, which are, so you, now you're only left with 7% right. of and the communication. So 93% it is It really leaves total room up to the other person to interpret it the way they want to hear it. Right. You know, ugh, it's terrible. Um, do not attack. Okay, that's a good one. Be honest. Come with that truth. You know, check your body language. Like we were just talking about, right? We, if you're texting, you don't even get a chance to check your body language. And then use the 48-hour rule. You know, um, so basically, 48 hours allows you to cool off. It allows you to get a different perspective, to become more balanced, you know, in your way of communicating. So the 48-hour rule... Uh, it's, it's crucial because that also allows you to remember what, what Dr. Seth mentioned before, which is the end game, remembering the reason why you're in that relationship, right? That 48-hour rule is huge. All right, so that was, that was those were the tips they had. Those were great. What do well, you have? Well, from my personal experience, I would say... Again, the end game is so important. When we go to work and we and and we may have issues on the job and all that, and people quit a job because they're upset, understand your end game is to pay your mortgage. Your end game is to make sure that your kids are in school. Your end game is to make sure that you're doing everything that's possible. And that job that you're holding right now is just a vehicle for you to do it. So you find another job, you move on. Yes. Okay. And so that's why the end game is so important in communication. Do you want to have a good, healthy relationship with that person? Do you want to build something? Coming at it in a negative way, how how can it impact the future with that person, right? Because it's like a genie, you know, once you let a genie out of a lamp, you know, you can't go back and put the genie back in you know, without a fight. So words are very important. So once you say words, uh, it's very hard to take back. And um, the second thing is understand any significant events that, that has been traumatic in your life that, that does not allow you to, to properly evaluate what other people are saying. Because you're caught up into this thing again. If you come from a, a family that are that that's critical, then of course, if you're talking to someone who may not be critical, that's just wanting to do the best for you, you're going to perceive any type of uh, of comments from them for your betterment as being critical. 
right? So you have to understand that and, and keep that in perspective. Number, uh, number three would have finesse. You know, if you go out there and, and, and you play golf, a lot of golfers understand it's not how hard you hit the ball, it's how much you use finesse in your game that will get you the desired results. Uh, um, number four, eliminate ego. Ego is okay if you're going to war, but if you're trying to create a relationship and trying to do that, you have to try to minimize your ego and understand what you what you do and what you say is so important to the the evolution of your relationship. Number five, therapy. If you cannot figure out what the situation is, don't even rely on, okay, I want to go to counseling with my mate. Go to counseling for yourself and figure out if there's something that you can do better. And once we start doing that and start stop blaming the other person, okay, well, this other person is saying this and we get into a, to that place where where we are accepting responsibility for ourselves and, and our own actions, then we can progress into a relationship, fixing the relationship, right? And the other is be truthful at all times. Understand the communication dynamic. And, uh, and the most important thing is being honest with yourself. Because a lot of times we go through our lives and we lie to ourselves about certain things. Oh, well, this person is wrong because this. But we all try to tend to do things that's easier for us. Okay. Those are good good tips. Um, of course, you know the therapy one is, is huge for me. And, it, and not feeling any shame that you need someone to come in and help you change your perspective and help you communicate with your mate. Don't feel any shame in therapy. Therapy is there for a reason. And therapy very, is like masturbation. It's totally healthy. Okay. I, just, I think he just <laughs> wanted to spice up that segment. Alrighty. We'll take that. <laughs> and normal, may I ask. Right. Now, and, and this is this is everything we talked about really to me, Dr. Steph just really highlights that contract in your book, The Business of Love, and why that contract is so important. Yeah, once once you get to an agreement on a on a situation or an issue that's been affecting your relationship, if you can go back and you can write it down and set a standard of how you're going to do things within the relationship. It's very easy because you can always go back and say, hey, look, we talked about this. This is what we agreed about. Right. But if you don't do that, then guess what's going to happen? When it comes up again, the other person forgot. Right. Exactly. That's why the contract is really important. It really kind of um, foresees the possibility of challenges and helps you discuss how you would handle it, you know, and you have something in place. The con it's, Who would go into business and plan on being successful without a contract. And you know, it's, it's a it's a preemptive 
type of things, you know, to, to preventative. stop a preventative thing, mm-hmm. um, you know, before before something happened. And then it, it can be uh, a tool to help you to solve issues during uh, situations. So. Right, right. It would behoove you to take your relationship seriously and write that, you know, contract. Right? So get the book, The Business of Love by Dr. Seth Francois, and, you know, get that contract going, folks. We want successful relationships. Let's, you know, let's change that 50% divorce rate into a 0% divorce rate. Ah, let's go for it. Let's go you know, for let's, it. Let's, let's work on that, and, and I've, you know, it, it's... Again, if if you have any type of selfishness in you, I mean there there's there is a great opportunity that relationships are going to falter and communication is going to falter and and the things that you you know that that you want to do as a couple is going to falter because selfishness is a it, it's like cancer it's a disease. Right, it is. You know. Well, folks. You know, there's no need to be in communication deadlock or gridlock, however you want to look at it, right? Get off the 405 or any other freeway like that around the country. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, it's it's unnecessary. You know, there are preventative measures. And if you do get into that situation, there are ways to um, get out. Take a 48-hour break. And, and always, always remember this, and I know we have to go, but would you talk to your boss the way that you talk to your mate? Ooh, that's a good way to end the show. Think about that. And why would you have more respect for your boss than your mate? Ooh, this has been... The Business of Love with Dr. Seth Francois and me, your co-host, Angela Jackson. And we are coming to you from Live 105.5 Mobile Radio. Have a good night, y'all. Do you feel your relationship is in a slump? Or maybe you just want to build a successful relationship? Well, join us on Season 3 of The Business of Love with Dr. Seth Francois and me, his amazing co-host, Angela Jackson, Life Coaching Counselor, as we help you explore the business of love here on Live 105.5 Mobile Radio. The latest hits and the greatest memories on, 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 on Live 105.5. www.1055.mobi.